Hello, welcome to Double Digits, episode number 10, yay, of Chinese Chippy Girl. My name is Georgie Ma, Ma Puyu, and I am your host. On this episode, I speak to my takeaway sister from another mister, Anna Chan, who's been so instrumental in putting together this movement, Easter Eats, to celebrate our food culture. But before I bring you to this conversation, please help sister out, i.e. me, by subscribing to my pod on whatever pod you're listening to this on. Come on, it just takes two seconds. Have you done it? Cool, thanks. Uh, if you're listening to this pod on Apple Pod, you can actually leave me a five-star review and that literally takes one second. Uh, if you do that, please, it'll just literally make my day. And another big favour, don't forget to share this on your social media. And if you have any Easter foods that you want to share, Isa, basically Eastern Southeast Asian. If you have any foods that you want to share that celebrates the deliciousness of our foods, please do share it and use hashtag Easter Eats. Even if you've already shared it before, feel free to keep sharing it again, keep sharing it again, keep sharing again, you know the drill. And speaking of which, Easter Eats, I would like to introduce you to the Anna Chan. <laughs> My takeaway sister from another mister, the Anna Chan. Yay! It's just me clapping. Hello. Um, Wow. What a... (laughs) what a roller coaster that's been eh (laughs) since we messaged each other it's been so crazy I feel like this week and also last week has just been I don't even know how to describe it by the way Sadie is still I don't know if you can hear it I don't know how I'm going to edit this bit out it's fine though it's going to have to be but yeah it's just been such a a roller coaster I feel like people people might want to hear more about but you know what though Anna before mm-hmm. I go into it can I just put you on the spot go on then <laughs> can I just put you on the spot and can I just uh, ask you just to introduce yourself yeah hey everybody uh, my name is Anna Chan I work in technology I'm second generation British born Chinese Woo-hoo. another BBC there's so many of us. That's what I found out actually in the last two weeks is that there's actually so many of us and yeah, just passionate about giving back to our community, doing a lot of work, um, like with my side projects as well as like my day job, mm. <laughs> um, to kind of represent, you know, East and Southeast Asians in a positive light. So yeah. And met Georgie. We've Aww. met in real life twice, right? We've met um, real life twice. Yes, we have. <laughs> I can't wait until we see each other again. I know. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think it was just like an instant click and bond. It was like, oh, she's here. And then yeah. you're so bubbly and, and it's really great. And hopefully we can talk a bit more about, you know, how well we work together and, and kind of support each other. Yeah. I think it's really interesting what you said about about this whole support thing, because I don't know about, we haven't spoken about this bit yet, Anna, but mm. I've I've only just found a community since the pandemic and Mm. like I created my Chinese chippy girl Instagram and I had plans in the back of my head to start a podcast 
And it wasn't until then I thought, okay, well, I've met you and I've met um, Fivia. I talk about Fivia in every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Fiv. <laughs> and Natalie as well, Natalie from Yellow Bee Pod. And mm. I, like, I've kind of met, like, I've kind of met you all and Hearn Black. And there's so many of us in the community. And I just feel there's every day there's more and more people, there's more and more new finds. Mm. And yeah, and I just think it's it's great. So uh, in a way, it's quite bittersweet because I feel we've kind of found each other because we all need to find a support because we've all felt the burden and the, the hurt that has come from the pandemic and us being blamed for carrying it and for causing it. And it's just been such a, a really tough time. Mm. And the other thing that I think we need to talk about... <laughs> it's this particular chef <laughs> yep <laughs> knew that Big was coming hey? i know i know um and if i'm if i'm being honest with you i'm not that comfortable talking about it like i, mm. I want to talk about it but i'm not comfortable because it's made me feel it's really triggered my emotions and i feel it's triggered your emotions and the whole you know um easier community as well mm-hmm. and i want to ask you anna what was going through your mind when you first found out about Chef Philly? Mm-hmm. Actually, rewind back a little bit. So for the people that don't know, so I'm going all over the place. For the people that don't know, there's a a, a chef, a, a Chef Philly. She's a contestant on MasterChef. And she initially labelled herself or gave her a trademark of pretty dirty food. She got called out by quite a few people who have said to her, what do you mean by the word dirty when you're Mm. talking about East Asian food or Asian food? And then she changed her her label and then she then refined it as dirty food refined. I think that was the way around anyway. But I, I know how I felt when I first heard that which I'll talk Mm. about later, but I'm quite keen to hear what was going through your mind, Anna. Yeah, I think, you know, when I I found out it was because Amy Fung had said something and she was sharing um, and it was great because obviously we should be speaking up about these things and uh, learning together, you know, about these incidences that happen. Uh, And what I would like to make really clear is that this is not the first time that our community has had to go through something like this. This is nothing new. It's just something very recent. Unfortunately, because we are in the digital age, um, social media, things travel fast. And like you say, in terms of the pandemic this year, there's already been a 300% increase in hate crimes against East and Southeast Asians. And that's only the reported ones in the UK. So you can imagine everyone's the tension is high already. Um, everyone's on the lookout for like, oh, you know, I'm going to get attacked basically in, in real life and also, you know, online with trolling, all that kind of stuff, all, all the horrible things that we've been seeing as well. So I'm not surprised that it's it's kind of blown up this way. But, you know, when I kind of saw it, I was like, okay, yeah, because, you know, me and you, um, we've grown up in a takeaway we've experienced like the microaggression hate crime this is nothing new to us Mm -hmm. and I think that's why we got so triggered 
Um, and we were, I, I mean, I was okay, like at the beginning, because I was kind of like, well, this is nothing new. She's not really saying anything different. I've had worse. Does that, in a weird way, that is quite sad. But obviously, I want to support the community and, and people have, you know, the right to feel the way that they feel because of their lived experience. And my lived experience is that I've had this before. I've had years and years of it. Um, I moved away from the town that I grew up in because I wanted to go somewhere more diverse, right? So I've had to deal with this in my own way. And then fast forward 20 odd years later, this happens. And yeah, I was just kind of like, I want to support the people who want to say something. So I very, I I thought I was quite diplomatic, to be honest. (laughs) I wasn't saying it in an angry way. I was just asking someone to have accountability to have a dialogue with that person who wanted to engage with them. I asked them to say, can you please get back to Amy on her comments? I wasn't at any point like aggressive or anything like that. And then I think from there, everyone started getting blocked. All the comments got deleted. And that's when it's just, okay, this is this is not cool, like at all, because you're denying a community from speaking up and speaking out uh and and you know if you think about it our community we're known for not saying anything back which is in itself a whole other scenario that we we might touch on a bit later but you know the fact that someone's saying oh no I'm going to take the best parts of your culture and when you say something to kind of be like oh that's not quite right I'm just going to shut you down. And it goes back to the point of this is nothing new. It's kind of stemming back from history, like generations, years ago, in terms of, you know, when when our families started moving here uh, to the UK, to wherever, the only jobs that they could get were food businesses. And they just put so much, poured so much of themselves into these businesses to keep their the future generations going. They want a better life for everyone. And it gets quite... I think that's where it gets really triggering for people because I guess for me, when I look back at my parents, I'm like, they didn't have the opportunities at all that I've had. I'm so privileged um, because of this bloody takeaway that we had, uh, you know, and yeah, I think you've talked about, you know, being in a takeaway anyway, you really kind of resent it. Well, I'm putting words into your mouth, but I I kind of resented it. Like, and I didn't work as hard as you did. I don't think I kind of just helped out weekends. And, but at the same time, you've got your friends and they're all just like hanging out and and growing up as teenagers and the one like (laughs) in the shop trying to help out. So yeah, I think the fact there's a lot to unpack there, but yeah, that's my initial reaction, I guess was, Mm. I'm not surprised that this is happening because it's happened before uh, throughout our, our history, not just our community as well, obviously. So, yeah, I just wanted to support in any way that I could. And then um, it spiraled. <laughs> so for me, when I first heard about the dirty food, these refining chef, anything, again, it was from Amy from Be Seen. And she had shared her story from London Veg Patch. And and I've never come across London Veg, veg Patch before, so it's Holly, uh, and I feel like she was one of the kind of kind of called the pioneers, her and Amy pioneers to share this, and she had articulated in her video with why it was wrong, 
and why it needs to be addressed or why we need to speak out about it. So mm. I, and it's one of those where if I had, if I had read her Chef Philly's statement on her Instagram, I probably would have read it and been like, oh, but I think that's what I would have done. But mm. I don't know if I would have spoken out about it because I don't know whether it would just be, it would be validated. But because Amy and Holly did, and then the rest of the community behind them started calling her out, like you, Anna, I think it just made me feel like, you know what? This is something that has really triggered me. I followed and read everything and then I read everyone's, you know, comments on it. And then now it's just like, you know what? I think I've just normalized it. And that is such mm. a wrong thing to do. But it's one of those where I don't know, it's normalized the right word. I don't even know. But I think because I was just so used to it, I was just like, oh, it's just it's not it's not like you said, it's nothing new. It's just mm. I've just heard it before. And then I got teased about it before as well. And when I, um, and it triggers so much emotions from when I was younger, because that was the mm. time when my mum and dad did have a takeaway and I had to work at the takeaway and our food was different to all the kids' food. And we ate chicken from the bone and, you know, <laughs> and we had spare ribs that was also came in a bone and we have chicken's feet, you know, from Dal for dim sum. And all these things just came back to me like I've been teased and, and that's the thing that really bothers me, Anna, because I feel, okay, so a few things. Chef Philly, she's not here to defend herself. And hand on heart, I don't think she meant it maliciously. Mm. I don't think she meant it in a racist way. Absolutely not. And that's just my personal take. But what, but what she said has had such a big impact on the community that I feel she needs to really take action and she's just not done that yet. Mm. she's into her food and you know I can I can tell she's quite talented in what she does she took a year out in 2018 and she went to Asia but her experiences aren't the same experience as what we've experienced like we've been mm. brought up with East Asian food East and Southeast mm. Asian food we've been brought up with it our parents cooked that food for us I don't know about you but my parents my mum and dad they've never told me that they loved me but They'll yeah, exactly. cook me some pretty damn tasty food, and that's a sign of affection. <laughs> and yeah. so, food for us is not just food that just you know, it's not just survival. It's big part of our emotions. The other point of the story is, I remember on the Monday night, not last Monday. Actually, let me get the date. Let me get the date. Anna I said it was Sunday, but I think it was Monday. You know, we were no, lying it was on Monday. No, I was lying on the sofa because I was crying. I remember because that was, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, my sob story. No, but it was just because I remember I had posted, I'd posted something on on Chef Philly's page Mm. and I was reading all the negative comments and I read something like saying, oh, you know, but to be fair, East Asian food is really dirty because you eat bats and dogs. And, you know, I've read oh, it so many times. I've read it. I've, I've heard this story so many times, but then I just reread that, that, that comment and that, it just triggered me. Anyway, I want to talk about something that's, that's been more positive because you had contacted me on the Monday. Oh, that's what I was doing. I was trying to get a date. On Monday, the... 
on Monday the 30th that was it Cyber Monday it was Cyber Monday wow. I know and I think you were very drained from it all and upset mm. and triggered and same as me and probably all the other East Southeast East and Southeast Asians as well and you messaged me saying create some positivity mm. celebrate our food let's start a rally and I'll be honest Anna when you said the word rally <laughs> I thought you meant like a protest or something. Let's all meet in Trafalgar Square. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Make some tasty food. I know. Like, you know, celebrate. <laughs> to be fair, if you actually didn't mean a protest, I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, okay then. But um, I've never done <laughs> organised one of those in my no, life. No, neither have so, I. Uh... <laughs> but let's talk, let's talk about that particular moment, Anna, because... This is the start of something where so much of the EC community came together. By the way, listeners, so e- when we say EC or ESA, we mean East and Southeast Asians, but um, it's just an easy way of saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's talk about that. Like, obviously, you you were the one that messaged me, Anna, and you were the one that had that idea. How did mm. that come? I think it's because. So I was already involved, obviously, with the the whole deleting and, you know, a little <laughs> going around in circles, basically. And I actually did notice that you hadn't said anything. Um, not not in a like, oh, Georgie, where are you? Um, more of a, oh, um, okay. And then you popped up and you started talking about it. And I was like, okay, if anyone can, like, help me and, and, and we can support each other is Georgie because you are so proactive and like loving and caring and and you're so passionate about you know speaking up and I know that because listening to the pod and uh, yeah when we when we talk you you talk about your journey as well to standing up and and why you're doing this podcast right so I was like right I'm just gonna say it I'm like blue sky thinking (laughs) um Georgie let's do this you know and, and it was just more like this is this is so frustrating because we have obviously been through this before in our own like you know journey um growing up and all that kind of stuff I'm a bit bored of just being like this negative person having these thoughts and and you know because obviously I was frustrated as well and you know uh by seeing all this kind of stuff and fortunately I'm able to work in a place where we do celebrate East and Southeast Asian culture and I lead a group that do that as well and we do focus on the positive stuff just so that as like a a baseline right and then obviously on top of that you talk about the really serious things so I was kind of like well why can't we just take back the narrative because chef was not going to be online she was taking some time out which is understandable and I was like okay let's do something let's do a hashtag why not I you want this to be about we we want to celebrate make people proud create a space where everyone can come and Mm -hmm. and share their stories and their food and that's what we did so I remember I think you just told me that you you were on the sofa I was on the sofa like I know yeah it's quite late at night wasn't it (laughs) yeah it was like half 10 or something and then like you 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 were very efficient you gave me like a list of um hashtags I was having a quick look and I was like okay I like this one and then we were like yes let's go for this you were already doing your post for the next morning picking your pictures and I was drafting up like the wording to basically 
you know, spread that message out to everyone. Yeah. And yeah, I was messaging, I maybe messaged about 10 people that night. Mm-hmm. A couple of people were still up. I'm surprised. And I think one of those people, I think Holly was one. And then mm-hmm. is it Kelvin as well? Kelvin Tan. Yeah. Yeah. Kelvin. Uh, hi, Kelvin. He was like, yes, I'm up for this. Um, so it was really great um, because it was celebrating. Mm-hmm. It was having a bit of fun, yeah. you know, bringing it back to, you know, that love that you talk about mm-hmm. in terms of food and our, our culture. So, yeah, and it just spiraled from there, I guess. Yeah. Everyone's just been so willing to help as well. Yeah, I think I think it's for me, It's it was really good. And just going back to what you're saying, because I didn't, I didn't really pipe up about the whole Chef Philly thing for a while because I just had to, it took me, it took me quite a few days to absorb it. I'm not going to lie because mm. I think deep down, I, for me, I, I, I knew that, like I said before, I knew that she didn't mean it in a oppressive way. Um, and I think that's why I just need to take a bit of time. And also it, it just, it was full on thinking about my childhood, which wasn't that great. Mm. So um and I think what I wanted to do I could sense there was so much uh, by reading all the comments on her page there was so much mm. there was so much emotions behind a lot of the community that I thought you know what and because you messaged me I thought let's just put something positive out there let's just celebrate our food culture let's be proud of it and let's just share it and mm. it's just another way of um just telling people that this is our food it doesn't need refining it doesn't need cleaning and it's it's been it's it's been so good and you're right it took me after you messaged me it took me it it, it took me a while to find the photos because um mm-hmm. I don't know if you have by the way I don't know if you have like do you have a family whatsapp group yeah yeah <laughs> but is it <laughs> but is it full like is it but like the ta- the chance whatsapp group is it full of food is it all food yeah it's my mum uh <laughs> doing videos um of her in her allotment which is nice um because she's just like oh this is what I'm doing you know what are you doing and we're like mum we're at work <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean and it's just like oh dear um but yeah it's food as well that she's yeah. made and yeah, I think it's, oh, and it's videos of her speaking to her grandchildren. Oh. She doesn't have any grandchildren yet. She's like, grandchildren. She's so cute. <laughs> like videos. Um, yeah. So I was looking at my family WhatsApp group just to find some photos. And there's like so many of them. There's like tons of them. So it took me quite a while just to sift through the photos to find. And, and I had to write a post, but I wanted it to be very meaningful because I wanted other people to join in with, you know, ECA Eats. And, and it's been so good. And th- that morning I woke up, the following morning, Tuesday morning, Tuesday the 1st of December, I woke up and I'd already seen that Home Black had already posted yeah. her ECA Eats. And, um, and of course she did, you know, she's got, oh, she's always got some really good photos. And, and then I posted mine and then it just got, it just really, I just feel like it's really exploded. And, and it's been so good because on the days when I've been feeling quite low with all this press about Chef Philly and everything, mm. I've, this has been a, a massive support to me. Like everyone yeah. that's messaged, everyone that shared it. Because I work, I don't have enough 
time to read it during the day. So I read it all in the evening and I sit, I sit there on my bed for like two hours, two and a half hours. And then sometimes I'm just like, cause I'm a bit of a crier. I just cry, just reading oh. all these comments. <laughs> and I think, you know what? I think the most amazing thing is there's mm. been people, she won't mind me saying this cause I've already messaged her, but um, that Catherine Chong, she, she had, she didn't even know there was um, and easier community online community until until that Tuesday mm-hmm. and she was basically in the same position as what I was just before I created my Chinese chippy girl page and you're finding all this out now and I think that's been really good because we've been able to because of the movement that we've we've kind of started we've been able to find we've been able to create a safe space and a support for other people. And I think that's been, that's been so good. Mm. I don't know. I've just, it's it, like, it, it really makes me well up and like oh. hearing everyone's stories. And then like, yeah. and every day Kelvin Tang would put all his pictures <laughs> up and I'm like, he started oh. putting um, puns on his captions. I love it. I'm like, oh, all his puns. And <laughs> uh, you know, the song, you know, the Mariah Carey song, it's like, all I want for Christmas is you. And I'm like, all I want for Calvin Tan to come around to my house to cook on Christmas day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Because <laughs> this food is so good. But there's so many though. And I don't know, I just feel like, I, like, oh, there's just so many. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's for me, it's been, it's been so comforting. So anyone listening to this and anyone that's shared all their food stories and use the hashtag easier eats. Thank you so much because it's made me feel so, so much prouder of my, my, my heritage or my dual heritage. Mm. It's made me feel so much more prouder of, um, the food that I was brought up in and brought up with. Sorry. And it's really. And I just feel like when I, I just feel like when I saw, I'm, I'm getting a bit emotional, <laughs> but I just oh, feel like when okay. I like, I, like, you know, when I think about my 10 year old self, I just feel mm. like I was so embarrassed to be Chinese. I was so like, I, I hated my school lunches. I hated them. I absolutely hated them. Like, I loved eating oh. it, but I hated all the tasi, uh, tasi tao dan, get me in bow, like, on school lunches. I was so embarrassed mm. to eat it. And I just wish that I could just, go back to my 10 year old self, my 11 year old self, my teenage self, and just be like, George, you you know, just get a grip. This is amazing food that you're eating. Um, just eat it. Don't throw it away because that's what I did. And like, it's just oh. the smallest things. Like my mum and dad, they used to make me these school lunches and they put it in a paper bag because we had paper bags in takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. But all the kids at school, they had like foil or cling film or whatever. We didn't have any of that. So even just like the packaging of my lunches was just, it just embarrassed me and people just saying that it was dirty. And that's why when Chef Philly said the word dirty, that's the thing that, that really, I just couldn't put, I just couldn't put it into words. I couldn't explain it until now. And it's, how should I say it? When, like when I try to explain why I, why we as a community find it offensive, there's a, it's not just like a one minute explanation. You have to go, I feel you have to go, deep you, you have to talk yeah. well for me I have to talk about my background mm. <sighs> yeah know. it's it's similar I think it, like like you say the community has been amazing like so supportive of each other this has been maybe the first time in my 31 years seen as a Huffington Post of 
<laughs> it's on the I know now. I'm 38 <laughs> oh I didn't know you were 38 I was like no 38 baby no yeah, 38 so I should have told I should have told let's talk about it in a minute but anyway I should have told Angela I was 28 or something I should have just totally lied about it I'm 38 <laughs> but you know what it's just because she asked me how old I was I'm at 38 but because it was written down in Huffington Post I was just like huh <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gaucho, I'm a Angela. <laughs> oh, we love you, Angela. Actually, shall we talk Thank about the Huffington Post? Shall we talk about the Huffington Post just because we're on it now? So, yeah, yeah. Anna, do you want to tell people what happened today? <laughs> yeah, an article <laughs> came out. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Talking about the ESA Eats, um, and this is a second article, actually, um, actually, that has, has spoken about this positive movement that um, we've built. So, yeah, just really proud to see, you know, everyone's pictures on there. Everyone um, who's been involved has had a big shout out as well. It's, you know, um, it's been a... Yeah, just a crazy couple of weeks, like we say. Eater uh, London has also covered it as well mm-hmm. uh, up until this point, and we've had um, five hundred posts, um, and it's just been over over a week, right? Yeah, yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for everyone that shared. Yes, had um, five hundred um, hashtags on the on the grid. It doesn't um, include the stories as well, though, does it? It's just that no. the grids and stuff. It's just the grid, yeah. But like five hundred in like just over a week's pretty impressive, I thought. <laughs> so, um, so the Huffington Post is such a it's it was such a nice read, and you know what, Angela's Angela's just just. She's just detailed everything so articulately. So she's she's got a quote from um, Elizabeth Haig from May May, and she's also said something that's that's basically nailed it. Um, she's written, mm-hmm. "Food doesn't need refinement. The refinement is through the knowledge and experience of the food in which we are grateful and lucky to receive. Food is community." Food tells the stories of our ancestors and food is one of the only ways we still connect with our culture and certainly doesn't need to be made pretty. So I think that was just, um, you know, a really good quote. There's another, I need to read this out because I think out of all the things that have spoken about how how this has made the community feel, I think, um, so it's uh, David Poor, he is a London food writer And he basically wrote, it feels like every other week we're having the same conversation about respect and attribution across cultures, whether it's film, fashion, art or food. This hasn't been the best year for the wider cast and Southeast Asian diaspora for obvious reasons that seem to have eluded the producers of certain television programs and those that signed them off if you position yourself as an expert on a culture of not your own prepare to have questions asked if you're coming from a place of genuine passion and respect engaging with the community shouldn't be an arduous task while the community is just upset and angry here in the uk the response has felt overwhelming rational measured and fair It's worth mentioning that while the conversation could easily manifest as a story around whitewashing in casting, a tone-deaf runway presentation, smacking of appropriation, or the fact that most major media outlets are still choosing to fixate upon imagery of East and Southeast Asian communities in their coverage of COVID, the heart of the issue has and will always be about respect, 
respect for the culture you're profiting from and respect for the communities whose identity and existence is traced in cultural signifiers that can easily be eroded by laser communication and neglect. And I think it's just worded it just so well. Um, Angela Hoy had actually, um, she actually shared it and then I, then I reshared it. And then I seen other people reshare it. So it's like, it's like a, you know, like, like a little mirror. Um, mm. but I think he's just out for everything. I think he's just worded it just so, so to the point. Like, it's just, I just feel like people just don't really respect the food that goes behind it. They'll just want to refine it. Okay. That's fine. Mm. But you, sh- you, you have to respect the food, particularly if it's not come from mm. your background. Definitely. Yeah, and I think uh, Melissa from Foul Mouse Food has also, in the same line, agreed with that as well. So respect just isn't enough um, if you make money out of it without having to suffer any of the associated trauma of being mocked for it as a kid, being told you smell of it, seeing it to be appropriated and disrespected, then you don't have the right to talk about refining it or um, elevating it or talking down about it. It's already good enough. That's why you're drawn to it. So I think, you know, it's really, really, I think these came, these posts came in quite early on because obviously everyone's emotions are high and, you know, a lot of these people defend food on the regular, (laughs) you know? So I think that's why, you know, that they're able to make these really great points and and it's valid, like, Mm -hmm. like we said, right? But I guess going back, to the hashtag when I scroll through there is it's more positive I think and it's just a way you know it's an easy lift type Mm -hmm. thing you can you know put a picture up or your picture of your family having a good time uh, and then you can just have a quick scroll through and and like Mm -hmm. the bursts of love show through more than on the flip side lots of trolling has happened not just in this incident but also many others mm-hmm. so I think maybe this is the first story that I've heard in a long time um where it's gone from like quite a negative situation to actually let's try and remember all the great things because we should be so proud of like our cultures mm-hmm. regardless of what it is right mm-hmm. and I just think hopefully this is what that hashtag does mm. even though it sounds really dumb doesn't it it's just like well, it's just the hashtag but no you know, it's, definitely it's, uh, not yeah it's such a, a great thing and I've, I've learned so much from so many people yeah, as well I think it's I think it's the, the dialogue I think that's the most important thing that you can have mm-hmm. in any situation right it's like having the grace to kind of listen to someone mm-hmm. and be like okay you don't think the same as me but we can still, you know, have the same values, even if you don't think the same mm-hmm. way of achieving it is the is similar to mine. You know, mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, everyone, I'm hoping, wants to provide a service or, you know, food is nostalgic, basically. But there's ways of respecting it, I think, mm-hmm. and appreciating it for what it is and not just taking it as a, this is this is the best bit and I'm going to just ignore all that other stuff that, that's happened. And I think that's what happens uh, when you've been colonized, right? Uh, mm-hmm. In the empire, what's happened is this might be going a bit deep, but like they just picked, Oh yeah. I, I quite like tea. You know, I'm going to grab that from Asia. I'm going to grab this, 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 this. And then they've kept a lot of our communities in our place because there's a whole mentality of you need us. <laughs> and, um, uh, 
especially I think for the East and Southeast Asian communities, we get scapegoated a lot because we don't talk back and we don't take a stance because mm-hmm. we know we need to do this to do this for our families to support our families because otherwise there's there's nothing. Do you know what I mean? They'll just take it. And that's happened so many times with my parents and and the takeaway. Um, I don't know about you, Georgie, but like so many times where I've heard banging and shouting, screaming, because we lived upstairs. Mm. And like, I just run downstairs just to make sure that something really bad hadn't happened because my mum doesn't speak very well. Back then she doesn't speak very good English, but she's actually gotten really good because she's had to speak to the hack day, the hack day's mm. uh, customers. And my dad's in the back because he talks too much to the customers. So, you know, a lot of that stuff does come up for the community. And I think this actually leads to a really nice video, I think, that was on Eater. I think it was a chef in Canada. And he's been doing barbecue, Chinese barbecue, Cantonese barbecue for 30 odd years. And he's like, um, basically like a master of barbecue. And it's just a 15 minute video of him speaking in Cantonese. We also have the God of Cookery in there as well. Oh, the God of Cookery. He is just, oh, yeah. Another level, I love him. He? Another level. God of yeah. Cookery, if you're listening to this, hello. <laughs> hello, we're waving to you. <laughs> so, yeah, and it was just, um, you know, I think he's called Jack, um, the 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 man um, that this video is about. And he's just make he just is so selfless. He's like, oh you know like this is just what I do now this is my life now there's like acceptance Mm -hmm. but for me I don't know that kind of triggers some sort of like kind of like guilt as well and because I look at my parents and I'm like oh they didn't really have a choice they had three kids to look after do you know what I mean they didn't get to go to higher education I don't I don't even know if my mom went to to school to secondary school probably not do you know what I mean and it's just I went to university, I moved to a city into Manchester and then down to London where I am now <laughs> in the north, <laughs> north to the south. But yeah, I mean, it just, that filled me with pride just to see how hardworking and, and like resilient and powerful our community can be. Mm-hmm. And then kind of a bit helpless as well, because I can't do anything to kind of you know, not that it's my job to protect everybody. So I guess that's why I do what I do and you do what you do, Georgie, in terms of you do the podcast because you want to go on this journey and learn more and support more people. And I'm doing some of my projects as well. But, you know, this hashtag is kind of taking it to a, another level where I guess a lot of people can just really get get on board. And hopefully this will just go in a, a really nice direction where we can find a bit of comfort and healing together. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Where do you, where do, this is a really big question. A few people have asked me, I don't know if they've asked you, but where do you see this hashtag or this movement going? Well, we're going to get t-shirts, aren't we? And uh, <laughs> plushies. <laughs> Hoodies, buy your hoodie. <laughs> a TV show. <laughs> I think Holly was like, yeah, do you want a TV show? Okay. <laughs> God, how do we get our own TV show? How do we do that? I don't know. Anyone in media wants? We should to get. We should get a column. We'll, we'll speak to Angela Hoy. <laughs> <laughs> get a column like Carrie Bradshaw. You just be writing yeah. every week. I, 
I think this, I don't want this to end. I think it's been really lovely. Mm. I, I think this movement, I think, you know what, I, it's, it's, I feel it's helped enable support for the community and I feel that it's helped educate the non-East Asians as well about our food. And it's really, it's really weird. So some of my uni girls, um, some of my uni girls, they listen to the podcast and some, some of them message me and say, Georgie, I met you 20 years ago. It's been 20 years since I went to uni. Mm-hmm. So freaking old. <laughs> but but yeah so I've met them all 20 years ago we've been friends for 20 years and they Mm. this is the first time they've heard me talk about my childhood and my background and a lot of my a lot of my friends are white I don't Mm. have a big circle of uh of Asian friends at all so this doesn't pop up in conversation if they ask me about it I'll tell them but it's not one of those like things I would love you know I would just talk about Mm. So I guess for me, I'd, I'd still like people to keep sharing their food and to find comfort and find comfort in their, in their, in their cultural, in their identity, should I say? So I'd still like people to keep sharing. And also, oh, just all the, the food porn out there is amazing. <laughs> food envy. The food envy. Yeah. Is it Tiff? Um, Tiff cooks a lot. Yes. Yes, yeah. She's so so good. She's so funny as well. (laughs) She was like, "Oh my god, I'm so angry at you." Like (laughs) me too. I didn't think about this. Um, you know, in the morning when I'm scrolling through, not had any. I've not got access to you know, um, any roast duck or anything. So, yeah, missing missing food a lot. But I think um, you know, when we wrote something together, it was basically you know used. Um, ISA Eats for when you are homesick, need food inspiration to support local ISA businesses, when you need cheering up, um, or for when you have some really nice food to share and you want to share it with everybody. So yeah, I hope that it sticks around and people can still get joy from there as well. And it can just be a reminder that you know, when we actually come together as a community, we are so much more powerful than we actually realize. And we can actually use our voices and our pictures and our words for good. And it doesn't always have to be so taxing to talk about the really hard things. We really should talk about the hard mm-hmm. things. We deserve to be happy mm-hmm. as well. Do you follow Andrew in the kitchen? AIT? No. Oh, oh no, I do. I do. I think I do. He does the baking, right? Oh, he does the baking. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> he's basically said, uh, so I want to read something out, else out as well that he's that he wrote in one of his stories. Um, Asian food is anything but dirty. 2020 has been a year where I've truly embraced what it means to have grown up as Issa. And I know I am not the only one. I've met wonderful Issa peeps this year and grow closer to some existing ones as a result but above all nothing can take away haha that we are proud to eat our Asian food so I think that's I Mm. think he said something that's really nailed it as well because he's addressing that 2020 has been like a really it's been quite a difficult year particularly for the community and you know with everything going on with the pandemic has been blamed for it and then now you know the whole chef thing it's just been it's been it's been quite upsetting but obviously um it's it's brought our community together and together we're kind of voicing uh, we're all starting to speak up which i think is really good you got a phone you can't 
I guess, Georgie, what what do you think of cancel culture, right? Because this this is happening. It's come up a lot in other scenarios. And yeah, I have my thoughts. What What do you think about? I think there's a difference between cancelling and calling out. Mm. Um, I've I've already heard about cancel culture like not that long ago. I guess it's, it's it's quite a new term for everyone. I think it's very easy to cancel someone out or cancel something out, and it's not something that I really want to focus on and I think just going back to what we were saying earlier earlier on in this conversation about like it took me quite a few days just to process the whole chef Philly thing and I didn't say anything because I could have just easily just really snapped back and just like cancelled her away and just say don't support her blah 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 or but I believe that you know that we should be calling things out I don't know. It's quite a big question. I don't know. I've not really something I've not really thought too much of. Um, I don't know. How about you? Yeah, I think it feels like it's a lot like a throwaway thing. You know, like even with online dating now, you've got ghosting. I can't like that's yeah. probably a topic for another pod, right? <laughs> but I can't believe people do that. What the heck? Mm. Um, and so I think it's in the same kind of line of things, right? It's just like, oh, I'm not going to deal with it. Um, just like throw you away right and I that's so far removed from what we wanted to do in terms of like the movement that we've created the hashtag and the good the good vibes basically right we could have so easily you know did an actual rally you know in Trafalgar Square (laughs) got the pitchforks out you know witch hunt whatever like but there's just there's really no point in it and I think Mm. I've I've not done a witch hunt before, but I've harbored a lot of like, you know, negative feelings towards people who have been not very nice to me, basically, growing up. And I could, have, you know, easily have snapped back and done all that kind of stuff. But I didn't do it either, um, just because it's just so much more. It's just so much better for you as a person Mm. to just try and let these things go, not let them go as in like, you know, oh, that's fine, you you know, walk all over us type thing. But, like, I'm not going to do that. From I respect myself enough to not mm. hate on someone else. I can be upset with somebody and hold you accountable mm-hmm. for, like, the, the hurt and the, the pain you've caused to communities, people, whatever. But actually I'm going to take this energy and focus it on something that's going to make pe- mm. a lot more people happy so I think that's just something that I I like to take on board now obviously I still get disappointed and frustrated like everybody else and like need a good shout or cry or whatever rocking out to some sort of music that I used to listen to (laughs) back in the day Mm. but it's just so important you owe it to yourself I think and to Mm. everyone to try and let like that anger go and just at the end of the day hopefully like I say everyone wants to get to that good place Mm-hmm. where we can all kind of I don't know it sounds a bit cheesy isn't it like oh we can all get along but yeah be respected in a way that we can just get on with things and, and live our lives right I think it's important to address address this because this movement or this hashtag whatever you want to call it it could have been something that could have been unnecessary that we could have like totally cancelled you know chef Philly out 
but it's just not it's basically like we could have just called it team philly or whatever or chef philly at hashtag mm. it's not what we wanted to do though i think the, the bottom line is we wanted to there was a lot of negativity and the way how she's responded to us calling her out and it's important that we said calling her out because we haven't cancelled her out that's not what what we've done mm. but i think what we wanted to do was to basically create this positive energy across the community and to celebrate our food culture. And that's why the hashtag has, has begun. And it's been, it's been so good though. And even like, you know, Ewan, my partner, he's white. He was like, can I jump on this? I went, yeah, of course you can. And I think it's important that even though the hashtag is Easter Eats, um, so East and Southeast Asia, it doesn't mean that if you're not part of the community, you can't, participate because of course you can if you've got a story to share please share it so you know we want it we want it to be like inclusive as well but yeah anyway I think it's really important that you mention allies as well because I think that's a really big part and that a lot of people don't necessarily think about Mm -hmm. because as much as we as, as a community East Southeast Asian other communities are going through their own things finding their people, mm. <laughs> the, the activists and the people who want to do things. Allies are kind of scratching their heads too. Mm. They're kind of like, what do I do? Is this right? Is this wrong? You know, there's we. for me, I don't want to ever politically correct or police people ever because it's just like, no, uh, we need to learn together. And it takes courage to call things out mm-hmm. or to say, oh, that's not quite right, Jorine. Yeah, so I think it just really is important to even though I get that it's always the minority person or the person Mm -hmm. who has they have to do the work all the time even if you're just correcting someone or having this conversation it's always us um, that Mm -hmm. have to bear the brunt of everything Mm -hmm. but I'm asking allies to please don't be afraid to approach someone who, you, who you're comfortable with who you think is, is a safe environment and have these conversations mm-hmm. I have one friend who she she says that she learns a lot from me in terms of what I put on Instagram and what we talk about and I'm just so proud of her as well because mm. she she's such a great ally as as a woman because um she yeah she's a woman uh, and woman women supporting women is really important but also for her, she is Caucasian, her supporting other communities and under her understanding, her privileges, her privilege in terms of everything as well. I'm just so proud of her and, and, and really, yeah, great to call her my friend as well. Aww, so bless. yeah, encouraging everyone to kind of speak up as well. Mm-hmm. So not just minorities, allies, please join in and please join in. Uh, you know we've had we have had quite a few allies that have been joining into the movement as well it's been Mm. and it's been I don't know it's it's been it's been really nice to see them kind of on our side and um, appreciating our story and learning about our culture as well I think it's been something that I should Mm. be you know it's been really good I want to give a quick shout out to Vicky I think that's uh, someone who's been (laughs) speaking oh is it is it rhythm is it rhythm thick yeah 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 but yes rhythm thick there's also a guy um called uh, pete marlowe um he's been a very 
he's been a really really proactive ally for us as well he just gets it and he's uh he's posted quite a few um easter eats as well it's just been yeah it's been it's been really good to have all the allies i'm actually quite excited for 2021 um, Me too. <laughs> you know not not just because of you know what's happened this year but of like we've made the best of like a really bad situation as a community and like you said come together I'm excited to see where we can take this um, next year I think there's been a lot of activism that activism happened very early on in you know um, the year and then to end it with something where everyone can just get involved because um, not everyone is comfortable at the minute and they're all in different journey parts of their journey where they will speak up won't speak up you know it everyone's got their own their own thing about this but like we've ended hopefully on something that everyone can just get behind and you know it's just easy like I say to get involved so next year pretty excited yeah definitely um I want to ask you a question Anna so I know you're working on some side hustles always (laughs) yeah do you want to tell do you want to tell us more about it as well as all this stuff happening with the ESA community, I was just very frustrated um, with this year and just being like, I've done all this stuff um, to be representing the community, but I'm really annoyed that there's no ESA senior leadership in like professional like corporates because I, I work in a, a corporate company. We we have a lot of grassroots and entrepreneurs, which is amazing, but actually how come there's no one that looks like me in the place that I work, you know, the industries that I work in. And I have to Google like minority leaders to even find anyone, people of color of of different minority groups, you know, um, which is just so frustrating. So I was Mm. like, right, I'm going to have to do something, aren't I? Because I think for what I, what I've done throughout my career and, and, and life is kind of been like, Oh, someone will speak up you know looking around and being like someone must think this too I think people do think it it's just that they don't for whatever reason want to start something so I was like oh my god I'm gonna have to do this aren't I (laughs) and it was actually uh Michael Lee um who he's just been doing a lot of stuff like he owns a uh, he founded a charity he's a now a coach as well and uh, a public speaker he's done a couple of TED talks as well I just oh really yeah I really um just was really impressed by his approach to things Mm -hmm. and I was just like okay if he can do it I can do it (laughs) and he was encouraging me to do it as well and actually when I told him about these side hustles he was like oh about time (laughs) so I was like oh okay cool and it's really nice to have someone really support you and believe in you (laughs) so Asian Leadership Collective um that I had that's the main idea and that's around empowering and amplifying and increasing the numbers of Asians in leadership (laughs) East and Southeast Asians in the UK and I think it was just on kind of like on a whim uh, because I was doing all like the website and everything for ALC and I was like oh I've actually been in touch with quite a few people who are like oh hello fellow techie as well because woman in tech and I was like you know what maybe I should just do this as well and yeah literally just one weekend created a ESA in tech now I need to feature people (laughs) and I featured I think 
three people so far and well one's myself but yeah <laughs> quite a few people coming up as well so I'm really excited and it's just the whole side hustle thing is to really have that positive representation we don't have that at the minute some because of the data as well that we capture or don't capture for east and southeast asians because everyone gets called asian chinese or other <laughs> in the uk and it's similar across the world to be honest but yeah just to really show people that we can lead we we can you know run businesses and we can lead big corporate companies as well i think it's just my way of saying just watch just watch us do it watch me do it <laughs> oh amazing and honestly and i couldn't have done this easier isa ec whatever ec eats you know <laughs> without you because it was basically you came up with the idea and then you know we, we did it together but you were basically the leader with it so thank you so much it's been so good to do the whole movement thing with you and yeah i just feel so lucky to have, have you have you by my side really Oh, love you. Love you too. <laughs> takeaway sisters for life. I know, takeaway sisters for life. Um, and even like um, Chris Mack, crazy British, and I call him my yeah. uh, takeaway brother from another mother. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of us. We're like, oh, just one big happy family, I think. So listen, I'm going to love you and leave you. I will let you go. And uh, thanks for your time. And uh, I'll see you soon. Bye. Easy eats. Bye. Hashtag. Bye, love. Wow, I absolutely love that girl. Please, guys, if you have any stories to share to celebrate the deliciousness of Issa Eats, please continue to keep sharing them and tag Anna and I in. Let me know what you're having for Christmas, roast turkey or Cantonese roast duck. Mmm, either way, both are very tasty. Okay guys, going to love you and leave you. Lots of love to you all. Stay safe and wear a mask, lad.